Hey guys, thanks for checking out our little seminar on creating podcasts for your classroom. This is Heather and Melissa, and we just wanted to wrap up with a quick introduction to our podcast. And we hope to inspire you to create great content for your students. Remember, 55% of homes are already listening to podcasts, so why not work with a format that's already familiar to your students? Right. Podcasts connect with multimodal learners, which means those students who need a variety of content delivery to shine, most of those are going to be kinesthetic learners and oral learners, and they're often at a great disadvantage online. Only 3.5% of your students prefer learning through reading and writing, so we got to get creative with diversifying our content. I needed I needed assistance with that, did you, as a student? I think so. I think that I have always learned better through storytelling. Yeah, absolutely. I liked um I liked connecting with the whoever was delivering content. If I got a connection with them, then whatever they said it kind of stuck with me. You know, I think that's a great point and <clears throat> and one that we talked a little bit about when we were in our session, you know, creating podcasts is a way to create intimacy and connection in your classroom. If you think about the ways that we use our voices, you can see that inflection in ways that can't be read on paper. And, you know, podcast listeners tend to throw in their earphones, which means that that conversation that's happening tends to be more intimate already. Mm -hmm. These are not big productions where everybody in the house is listening together like television. This is someone putting in their headset and taking time out to listen one-on-one -on -one with you. And that creates a different type of environment already for learning. And I think it's something that we can take advantage of. And most students have ear pods in their ears anyway. <laughs> so we might, take, might as well take advantage of the technology they're comfortable with and that they're using all the time. I agree. I agree. Sometimes. I, I personally don't fight cell phones. I mean, <laughs> I use them in my class. That way, I mean, they're going to have them. Right. I'm not going to spend my time correcting adults. So I just use them in the class to deliver content. Well, and to be honest, I prefer using podcasts myself when I'm learning. I listen to them in the car. It's it's right. a great way to take learning beyond the screen. Sometimes right. as I'm getting ready for work um, or I'm fixing dinner, um, I like to listen to podcasts. And, and that's the third main reason I think you want to use a podcast is it takes learning beyond the screen. And this inspires the lifelong love of learning, right. which I think is something that is at our core, one of our biggest objectives as instructors. Right. Obviously, I want them to learn my content, but I want them to learn your content too. And I want them to learn whatever content is out there that inspires them, you know, and, and gets them out there to become whoever it is that they're meant to be. Well, I think the screens to have uh, taken away a little bit of our social cues. Mm -hmm. And so podcasts, as we're having a conversation kind of delivers those social cues to students as well. So if they're going on an interview, they've heard kind of a banter or normal conversation, or they know how to engage with people that might have differing opinions. That's right. That's right. <clears throat> and, you know, having this type of conversation on podcast, I think, also helps to recreate that classroom feel. Right. You know, when students are engaging in good discussions mm -hmm. and, you know, teachers are responding, uh, giving them information and kind of connecting the dots across the board of the content. You know, I think these podcasts could be revolutionary to an online classroom. Absolutely. 
and students are already struggling so much with the online format that I think this delivery just gives them kind of a boost. Right, right. Not only can you reinforce the type of learning that you want to take place in your class, but you can connect these dots. You can provide a type of synthesis of the content from week to week. And I think that's a huge added benefit. Right. All right. So since, you know, 55% of students are already listening to podcasts, um, I think the natural progression is that we learn to start creating them for our students. And, you know, I shared a little bit about this in our seminar, but 100% of my students said that they would prefer podcasts to be used in their other classes. So it isn't just unique to our particular style or our particular content. My students were saying, I would love to see this in the health services. I would love to see this in history. I would love to see this in art. Uh, So I think this is something... that could be used to inspire our students to continue learning and to connect with the material and their instructor. So we have some tips here that we want to give you on creating a podcast. So we have an acronym. It's called CHESS, and here's how we break it down. Our top tips, keep it conversational. Right. Right. That, you know, for me, even doing the first podcast, I was a little bit nervous but because Heather's such a good conversationalist, it felt really natural. Like we were just sitting at a fireside drinking Starbucks. I don't even drink coffee, but I felt so warm and like I could just share whatever and it wasn't judgmental. I mean, there was no judgment. We could just have a conversation about what was going on. And I think students connect with that. I think so too. As a matter of fact, a lot of my students commented they preferred, you know, I do two different types of, of delivery generally. I make a formal lecture video that I do put out for my students each week. But I kept getting feedback that they really preferred the conversational style. Mm-hmm. It just broke it down, made it a little bit more simple. It's more informal. And students felt like they were part of a scholarly conversation. So I would say keep it conversational. The second tip, keep it humorous. <laughs> I, I always tease Heather that I'm her foil. Like she'll say something and I'll have a sarcastic remark to go along with it. But again, I think that engages students too because it's funny. Right. And a lot of the content we deliver is not necessarily like uh, real, real exciting, but it's stuff they still have to learn. I know, I know for Heather, everything English I'm thinking, is exciting, but you know, dangling gram- modifiers can be exciting. <laughs> Grammar, you know, is not, not really the most exciting thing we can talk about. But um, if you add some humor to it, you know, I love the times when we share absurd um, sentences with the comma in the wrong place. Right, right. Or even just some of our own grammatical errors and how that can kind of change information. Um, I I think, you know, if I were a history teacher, I probably would tell some of the really great stories. You know, I remember um, when I was taking uh, an undergraduate class in history and I had content like, you know, who is John Adams postmaster? And, um, and that's really just surprisingly, I remember this because I thought it was the most absurd question, um, that I had heard when I remember the instructor telling me wonderful, great stories about John Adams. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there's an entire like HBO series on John Adams because the storytelling is so much more unique and so much more interesting. Um, but you know, I think if we have an opportunity to engage some humor to show its relevancy, 
and to engage our listeners with why this content matters in the first place. Well, and to be honest, if we're in the classroom, we all are kind of actors and actresses. You know, I feel like sometimes I feel worn out after being in the classroom because (laughs) I have to be such a big personality to make sure that I can engage them and keep them interested. And I think Sure, because dangling modifiers. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Because everybody gets jazzed up about a dangling modifier. (laughs) That's true. But, but you yeah. know, the, the truth is, is um, I believe our content matters and I love my subject and I want my students to also love my subject. So I'm going to bring my A game into the classroom. Right. Online, it's so much harder. So being right. able to go back to a podcast mm-hmm. and to be able to give them a little bit of taste of my enthusiasm mm-hmm. for the subject, I think is helpful. Right. So keep it conversational. Keep it humorous. Second thing, examples. Find ways that you can tie relevant examples of what's going on in day-to-day life back to the content. I think that's super helpful. Right, right. Right. And then I mentioned this a little bit, but storytelling. Uh, Storytelling is one of the things that my students commented on most. They kept going back and saying, I really loved hearing stories about when you were a student Mm -hmm. or how you would, you know, analyze this particular song or, you know, this type of rhetoric that you were discussing. They enjoyed the stories behind the content. It just was a way to reach them. But I think that's such a a human element to any kind of learning. Yeah, I think it takes a certain vulnerability. Vulnerability. (laughs) It takes that from us as instructors, professors, to share part of our our journey with students. And I think it also lets them know, hey, we're just human and we've made mistakes along the way. And we've had moments of brilliance and blunder. Right, right. Um, And finally, which is going to wrap us up keep it short. So uh, about 85.5% of content out there should be, they say less than 15 minutes. Right. So I don't know about you guys, I could listen to a three hour podcast if it's good enough on a topic that I'm really engaged in, but I have not yet found any students who are as excited about that kind of content as I am. But uh, so if you can keep it around 15 minutes, then you're doing a good job. I hope we've inspired you just a little bit to take education to a different level, use a new multimedia type of format, and show your students why you really love your subject. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us.